everything. This is the one I did your uh, banner for. Yes, you did. You did do my banner for Wild Passion, so I'm very thankful because I still have it on my Facebook page uh, uh, for my author. So I, I'm very appreciative of all your help. You're a wonderful lady. And, yes, um, are you ready for me to talk about Wild Passion? Please. Okay, Wild Tell Passion me about is a book. historical. Okay, yeah, it's about a, a family. They've kind of moved into South Dakota territory. They're the first white settlement into the area of the Lakota Sioux. And, um, but the Lakotas are aware of the white people, and they've heard bad things from other tribes that they're, you know, not very... Uh, conscientious of nature and they're wasteful and things like this. So the war chief is kind of watching them and they've decided they're bad because a few of their uh, maidens have disappeared and never been found. So um, the chief is pretty sure someone in the settlement's doing it. So he's kind of watching to see, um, you know, what they're about and stuff. And um, a family, uh, the, the mother was lost on the trail and the dad and the son kind of started drinking a lot to um, cope with it. And the girls kind of taking care of her parents, but they've moved out of the settlement. They're the first people to kind of move away from the group. And so the two men go into town every day and they're drinking and gambling all their money away. And so she's trying to provide for them without any help from the guys. So she's gathering and she's trying to um, catch fish and things like that to put food on the table. And the Indian's kind of watching her, and he's really interested in her. He's never seen a white woman before, and he can't figure out why she's left all alone every day because that's not the way it is in his tribe. So he's watching her, and he's watching the settlement. And um, one day there's a bad guy in the um, – well, he's not bad. He's just a bad character. He's not very moral. And he really likes Caitlin is her name. And uh, um, her dad owes a lot of money to him. So finally, um, his name is Jed, talks Caitlin's dad into letting him marry her, but she has no idea. So the dad goes back home, tells Caitlin the great news, and she runs away. So Jed finds her in the night and is about to take what he thinks is his, and the Indian saves her. And Jed has hurt her, so she's, like, unconscious. Um, She hit her head on a rock while she was trying to run away. And so she wakes up, and she thinks this warrior, you know, she's really scared because she's heard bad things about Indians. So she thinks that he's saved her and that he's going to be um, taking her back home after she heals because he takes her to her Indian village. But she doesn't know that um, once he saves her life that she is now um, his. She doesn't understand this because he's being really nice and generous. And there's the breach between the languages. So she's trying to learn a new culture and a new people and a new language, and she doesn't know what's going on. So it's kind of um, her adjustment and then realizing that she's not free like she thought and then the warring of the tribe with the white people a little bit, not not hugely, but, you know, there's some war scenes in right. there. Well, for a so, period if for a period piece, there would have to be some conflict because everything wasn't all rosy and perfect back then. Yes. <laughs> There's definitely some killing <laughs> that goes on. 
And so Jed kind of tries to track Caitlin down because he hates Indians. And so he actually gets captured also by the Indian, but he escapes. And so there's kind of this back and forth between the two of them until it comes to a head, which it does in the book. That sounds very interesting, very period-appropriate. And now, I see that you're a teacher. Does this mean you're a history teacher, or are you another No, <laughs> that's the funny thing, is I'm, um, I actually have a special ed degree and an administration degree, but um, I, went, I work with high-functioning special needs students, so a lot of my teachers are like, we didn't even know they had a special ed problem or, you know, a, a disability, but um, I work with the reading and the writing uh, deficit kids, so they may be a grade or two level behind or maybe more, but most of the time they might be really good in math. Some of them go to college, so they're very high functioning. A lot of them are um, attention disorder kids or mild behavior or something like that where um, they just come to me basically for English or um, so in school, I actually did not like history, but then after I graduated and, you know, didn't have to learn history anymore, um, now I like it, <laughs> certain parts of it. So I have to do a lot of research to make my writing accurate. Um, so it is a lot of research. And then I, I do like um, living off the land in that kind of era. So I, I looked up a lot of natural medicines that the Indians might have used and my grandparents kind of had a lot um, of information of home remedy type things. So um, that's where, you know, there is a lot of um, hunting and gathering and just tribal life in the book. And so it's really, from a young child, I always was interested in cowboys and Indians and even more the Indians and the natural, the hunting of the Indians. I'm not a hunter, but, you know, it was neat to just see someone that used everything, wasn't wasteful, cared about the environment, you know, praised the spirits of the trees and the plants and the animals that they took, um, you know, was even honorable when they fought their enemies. So I just mm -hmm. I just was very fascinated with that period. Yeah, that time period is a very intricate in American history, and a lot of times I find it either overlooked or misrepresented misrepresented yes i agree and and i did pick a time that i could be more romanticized uh, it was more romanticized in my writing where it wasn't where the white people were super invasive yet so it was still kind of the indians domain before they were you know so horribly annihilated or, you know, treated so horribly. Um, I like the period back when it's still red man's reign and, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. period. Yeah, it, it's, but, um, I think the best movies that I can find that represent the time period would be like Dr. Quinn or... Uh, the lo um, love series. The, the only two I can really find that has a romantic, romantic size time period within that area, but still 
mostly historically correct. Not all, but yes, mostly. Yes, and I love Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. That was, uh, and I liked Little House on the Prairie, that kind of thing too. But um, yes, I agree with you. I really, really enjoyed that show when it was out. My first daughter's name is Michaela. <laughs> but not you know, not necessarily for that reason, but I think that was one of the first times I ever heard that name. I think that was the first time I heard it as well. And then later on became almost everyone has the name and Yes. <laughs> but And then um the second book, do you want me to talk about it even though it's not out? Please, please. No, go ahead. If you have I'm sure the listeners want to hear about the sequel. Okay. Well, it's kind of a little bit of a spoiler alert because, the you know, the first book you're wondering, she wants to marry him and she finds out that she's a slave and so she's torn. She loves him, but she knows that she isn't free and how could he really love her? You know, so she has this dilemma in the first book about does he really truly love her and will she ever be able to be his wife because she's white and she's not an Indian and they are very into the great spirit. And um, so they do communicate with the great spirit a lot and the tribal council um, approves whatever they ask, you know, or denies. So do you want me to, it's kind of a spoiler alert for the first book to go into the second book. I'm sure it's a romance and people know how it ends. (laughs) It's up to you how much you want to give away. I'm not going to say yes or no. It's up to you as the author how much do you want to give away to the readers. Well, I'll put it like this. Um, I won't give away all of it. If they read the second book first, they, they would know how the first book ends. But they are together. She loves him. He loves her. And um, so they're having a gathering to celebrate their togetherness. And um, an enemy crow, uh, he's actually half crow, half Lakota Sioux. He was um, kidnapped. His mother was Lakota, or, well, no, she was a Sioux Indian. It wasn't Lakota. It was a different tribe of Sioux. And um, so he wants his place back into crow society, and he actually kidnaps Caitlin. So the second book is uh, going to war with the Crow tribe to get her back. And they're trying to make, um, since he's a very powerful war chief and no one seems to be able to defeat him, they're trying to take away his honor. They have uh, coops that they earn. And sometimes you can have your coops kind of, um, your power taken away from you, like if they put a coop on you. So like the big coop was stealing his woman away from his side beneath his very nose. And then, um, so they think he's lost power, now they can defeat him. So that's what the second book is. Kind of can, it's it's kind of like the same type of book. She's in a new community again of Indians, and they do things differently, and they have a different language that she doesn't understand. But she does have someone in the tribe that speaks Lakota and can um, communicate with her um, and be kind of like a translator. Mm Mm-hmm. That's always a good thing when you have a translator that can tell you what's going on, especially within the yes. Native American <laughs> tribes. Yes, and I did, in the first book, I put a lot of uh, 
Lakota into the book. Um, I tried to, I put a dictionary at the back and I used the Lakota dictionary and sometimes an online translator if I couldn't find what I wanted. But I put, as I understood it, I don't speak fluent Lakota or anything. I did a lot of research, like I said, but I'll put like a word or a phrase in there that the Indians are saying when she's trying to learn it. So she, you can kind of put yourself in her shoes, you know, what are they saying? And, um, so it, there is some of that in there. And I think most of the people who read my book enjoy it, but it can be a little confusing, so that's why I put the dictionary at the back. I will say this with the Native American languages. It's very difficult to read because a lot of the wording, there's not as many vowels or consonants, and <laughs> they don't all sound the same. I'm trying to learn the Cherokee language as that's my ancestors' tribe, and it's very, oh, very hard oh. to learn. Especially yeah, I think I, I read. Brought up reading it, it's very hard to get someone to teach me, especially in the area that I'm living at right now. Do you have someone that's actually teaching you? Unfortunately, the only teachers I have are online, and it's hit and miss when they're yeah. on. I understand. So they they yeah. are out there. Mine is. They, it's just hard to get a hold of them. Yes, and mine was self-instructed, so I'm sure I've made mistakes, but I did try to put a little, this is Lakota as I understand it, and I'm sorry if I've made mistakes, I did have the book on Wattpad before I published mm-hmm. with um, Wild Passion and or mm-hmm. Wild Dream. Wild I'm, Dreams. I'm mixing up everything. Yes, Wild Dreams. And I had some people <laughs> who, who had some Indian background, and they're like, "Wow, you did a great job with, you know, the language and the portrayal of things." So I like Wattpad because you get some feedback while you're writing it, and people can say. Right you know, hey, this is right or this isn't right, or, you know, I, I like that part. I like feedback as I'm working. So um, I did get some feedback that way, and that's all I've really had because, again, I taught myself and I don't really, you know, I don't know the language, but I tried to be very accurate based on my research. It's great to get the feedback because without the feedback, all the research in the world doesn't really matter because you're not really sure <laughs> if the research you're doing is 100% correct. So it's always I good agree. to get the feedback, <laughs> especially when you're going into a foreign language. And I'm going to say this, Native American languages are foreign languages if, unless you grew up speaking them. As a Native yes, American, I, think... I wish I was go- grown up speaking or at least being taught some of the basics. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I think they even used, um, it might have been Sioux, but one of the wars to communicate, I think it was one of the world wars, they were using a Native American language to communicate with each other because all the other countries couldn't break the code. They couldn't understand our communications, Vietnam. which is a huge factor in the war. Oh, was it Vietnam? Yeah. 
It was Vietnam. Okay, it I knew it was one of them, but <laughs> Navajo cold talkers. Okay. And sadly, I believe the last one just passed away not too long ago. Oh. But well, I thought that was very interesting when I read that, but um, obviously I've forgotten some of my information. <laughs> it's okay. No, it, it's something that a lot of people overlook. How I mean, we've been using Native American languages in wars to uh, get messages across the line since the revolution. I'm sure mm-hmm. most people don't understand that. The, the tribes were split down the middle during the revolution. They were actually using Native American languages for both sides, back and forth, because the English, the Americans, the whatever, couldn't read it, couldn't understand it. Mhm. I can I can see that because, like you said, there's it is hard to it's hard unless you have some background in it. We've been using things like that since the creation of America, and I say that as a country, not the land itself. So I am very particular mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. that. But okay, is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners tonight about your books? Well. Um, I am going to be working on the third book after I get um, some of my anthologies written. I've committed to several that I need to get written. Um, but the third book is going to be Caitlin journeying back uh, to see her brother and father into the white community. So um, okay. her her man is still around and in the picture, but um, that's the, going to be the third book focus. That sounds like an interesting thing. Go from being with the Native Americans for so long and then go back to just for a visit. Being, a, I'm sure she's going to feel like an outsider looking in at that point. Yes, and she still has to kind of keep it a secret that, you know, um, she concocted a story that she's married to a white um, mountain man to avoid huh. the bad uh, feelings that people would have. Mm -hmm. We we look forward to reading that. And you can find all your books on Amazon, as well as there's a link for getting to the Amazon page on the Wild Dreams website. And YM, our wonderful publisher, is great for keeping that updated for us. Yes. Thank you so much, Melissa. This was great, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Oh, you're welcome, Sherry. Anytime when you get the next book published and we have a publishing date, let me know and we'll pull you on and do a release party or something, something crazy. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I sure will, Melissa. Thank you. You're welcome. And for this edition of Author Talk, I want to thank Sherry for being on the show, and we see you all next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.